hello, I've just paused for three seconds between recording the warning to go at the start of episode one and the warning to go at the start of episode two. This is going to be episode two. The drunk cast was a lot of fun. It's my favourite one we've done in a while. Um, it got really messy. I just dropped Chris. My mum came and picked us up and we dropped Chris at Gray's train station. Looking really scary, but that will either be... A, that would have been revealed in episode one. He was wearing his Cthulhu balaclava, so he's probably t- t- terrifying people. Apologies to his wonderful partner, Molly, for him turning up at home drunk and looking like a psychopath. There will be a warning at the start of episode three and episode four and episode five that will be me sober giving a warning a couple of days after. But I'm recording these now so Buddy Peace has stuff to get his teeth into so he can prep. Because we're going out. You will have heard episode one on Wednesday. This is episode two on Friday. We're going to give you episode three on Monday. Then we're going to tease you a little bit because motherfuckers are busy. There's going to be an episode on Wednesday, which is Christmas Day, and then the next Wednesday, which is New Year's Day. So you will have loads to listen to over this festive period. Five episodes in a span of three weeks. Drink it in. And then I'm going to give you the films of the year episode. Man, I'm drunk. On a Monday. So the first Monday of the new year. So... So don't hold off on these until the new year. There might be an urge to go, oh, I'll save these for when I get back to work. But start them now, man, because there's going to be a lot of episodes in the new year as well. Okay, Um, I'm going to go. This is the drunk cast. Oh, this is meant to be a warning. Warning. This is three guys from Essex getting drunk, talking a lot of shit. Probably a lot of it's offensive. We're probably horrible to each other. Chris probably laughs at appalling things. Stu probably gets the giggles at very serious subjects, but um, you know what it is. If you've enjoyed them before, then enjoy these ones. If you haven't enjoyed this one, then go back and delve into the previous drunk casts. Um, All right, I'll see you later. Bye. No, I mean, not bye. We're starting the podcast now. Here's the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part two. Of this year's the 2019 end Woo! of year drunk cast. Um, Yippee! How drunk are you two feeling? Quiet. Yeah, you've got quite on it quite quick. I'm a six. I feel red faced. Hey, fucking hell, Ramesh. You've literally <laughs> just put away another half pint of um, Captain Morgan gingerbread. Being sobers for wimps. <laughs> anyway, so let's drop the theme tune and we will begin the episode. Right, um, so where do you want to start this one? More audience questions? Do, do you want to go straight into Top Boy? Chris Let's just saying? smash into Top Boy. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kano's performance in that was tremendous. Mm-hmm. So, right, okay, quick spoiler alert. You need to watch Top Boy. But there's some scenes that he's in that are absolutely tragic, and yeah. I was so impressed with the emotion and how fucked up he looked and how absolutely just destroyed he looked by yeah. that scene. It involved fire. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was amazing. 
It's, it's, I completely agree. It's inspirational and enough to make you want to go and listen to one of your best mates talking to Kano about it on a podcast. So, so did you enjoy that one, Chris? Have you listened nah, to that episode? Mate, listen, listen, pieces? listen, 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 listen. <laughs> listen. I've, I've heard, I've given you props this year. I listened to the Liam Howlett. Yeah, that's I've last year. That, that was last year. That came out in 2018. No way. You yeah. listened to it oh, this right. year, yeah, but yeah, it came but out in 2018. Oh, okay, well, I'm on my own watch. Um, there, was, there was a hardcore listener the other day that slayed me because you were saying it was your top guests and you were like, and, and you picked Phoebe Waller-Bridge as, as yeah. one of them and you were like, I would just love to hear her story of how this happened and that happened. And I was sitting there thinking, yeah, that's on, that's on the House <laughs> of Fail podcast. Uh, like, there's numerous places you can hear that. So you would love to, but not enough to listen to it. Just, no, I would just, love to hear it face to face and nothing else. That's it, basically. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that it's not how I want to hear it. I don't do podcasts, guys. I, know, I really, I've, I, they don't interest me. <laughs> most, most of our iTunes reviews say that. <laughs> I just can't get into it. I like, I like the reason why I like to be on podcasts is I get to chat to people. Yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a microphone in or, my face. I don't want to listen. I don't want to put that in my. I said before the first or one of the times that me and Chris were on a road trip and I, I slung on some Rogan. It was the first time I'd been in a car with him listening to podcasts and he kept talking back to it and arguing with him and going like, "Yes, see that is exactly what I think." And I was like. What you do? <laughs> Just live, but again, it makes sense. That's, you like to engage and interact, which is exactly, fine. Exactly, mate. Exactly. But, but, but back to Top Boy. Yes, go on. Yeah. So Kano's performance was dope. So I remember saying to Yushu, I think I didn't the first episode I watched. I thought the new version. Or oh, we talked about it on the way back from Lizards. That's right. That's and it. And I was saying it was my favourite of the three series, and you were saying I'm not sure. I don't yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen one episode, and I was pretty shit faced, but I was kind of like, I felt that it, it felt too polished for yeah. me. And I was worried. And actually then as the uh, series progressed, it became my favourite one. Yeah. And that's saying something because I re-watched the first two seasons, which, by the way, is really easy to do because there's like four episodes each. Mm. And it's amazing. They're dark, they're gritty, they're perfect. Yeah. So I watched that first episode and it looked a bit more polished. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to get into this. I really don't. And then, wow, man, did it deliver. Like yeah. the performances, that that new young it. actor who's yeah. now in Blue Story, Have which you seen I, that? no, not yet. Really good. I really enjoyed it. I saw the trailer for Blue Story right? and I thought, fucking hell, this is going to be a bit much because it's that Ratman guy and he's he does a lot of the jumping Sh- in with a narrative. Shiro's story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a, it's really good, and it's it, that's an interesting thing to to discuss because I read the loose headline that Odeon has banned it mm-hmm. from. Was it Odin of You? I think it was Odin. Guesswork. I think it a was bandit, a, uh, a ban- Robin's. A Robin's from cinema. the cinema, and I was like, "That shit, that's racist." Because they, because they sh- saying it encourages violence. But I was like, "They've literally the Irishman is one of the biggest films out at the moment, and that's all about murdering and killing." Painting but then I saw what actually happened, and what happened was they were screening it, and they had two different incidents that turned into gang fights gang and stabbings. Yeah, yeah. Because it is about gang culture. It's about the postcode wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that, I was like, "Well, I kind of understand that if it's proven to be an issue." It sounds a weird example, but do you remember when P- P- Powell came out, yeah, Bizzle, and there was genuine mm-hmm. issues that it'd get dropped in the club and people would get too rowdy, yeah, f- f- fights to start, all sorts of stuff. So I get that as well. But as I said, as a film, I don't think it glorifies anything any more than The Irishman or Goodfellas glorifies gang or whatever else. It tells these stories. It shows the genuine pitfalls the same as Top Boy in fact like, Top Boy mm-hmm. I think is amazing it's one of the things I talk 
to Ashley about on, on, on the podcast is it did a really good job of showing maturity but not losing any credibility. Yeah. It still plays for the people in the streets and the people on, on the road, but it, it also has had that. And again, the same as Kano's album this year as well. It still went, look, do we really want to be doing this? Is this, what's the benefit of this without it feeling shit? And the example I gave to, 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 to Ashley was as a youngster, I enjoyed Menace to Society a lot more than Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Because Boys in the Hood twist mature. and have a nice, a nice, mature and positive, here's a moral. Whereas Menace was like, fucking... I cheeseburgers, yeah. man! But again, the fact is that I think Top Boy does both of them. Yeah. It keeps that credibility and it yeah. keeps the nastiness. And that Michael... I can't think of his name. It's Michael something. Um, who, who's, who's, who's in, in Blue Story In now. Blue yeah, Story. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was... Michael Ward, I think his name is. Stu, who is it, mate? Go on. Why are you stuffing your face with crisps? Who who is it in Blue Story, the the, the main actor? Uh, Michael um, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Knight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> woo woo. Oh no, woo, hang on. Uh, Michael Palin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Michael Ward. Uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, Michael yeah, Ward. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was bloody yeah, bloody good. good series. Have you had any uh, TV shows that have uh, blown you away this year, Stuart? Um, Virtues, yep, absolutely amazing. Um, that performance was was released. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I was up for Virtues. I have a guess, uh, which role? Uh, did they have apparently? A apparently, I almost got it. Stevie's role. Really? I was furious. I was like, if you've ever got the chart, but but what had happened was it was written for Stevie. Sorry, the way thank God. Really? No, completely no, the same. Exactly. God, Stevie I only fa- got the role. I only found out ages after because mm. I'm I was, I'm developing a show with Walt, and they were saying, oh yeah, like we loved your audition because the way Shane does his auditions is you you do a self tape, but they'll send you an email and it'll have a document. You have to open it and then start recording your audition immediately. You can't do multiple takes. You can't prep anything. And you open it, and this was literally the the. I'm sure I'm allowed to say this, but the 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 situation was just you're in court pleading to the judge to let you keep visiting your kids. You've you've previously had an alcohol problem, so I had to improvise that. Again, Hmm. had no idea, but they originally wrote it for Stevie. But then I think because of the Irishman, he couldn't do it. So they were auditioning all these other people, and then there was a delay in the production, and by the time they were back ready to make it, he was available again. And again, my opinion is, if Stevie's ever an option, go with Stevie Graham. (laughs) (laughs) If he's ever an option, go for him. If not, have a look at who else is available. But if he's ever an option, go with him. But that was just, his performance in that was just absolutely mind-blowing. So so what's it about? Stu, tell me about it. He's... um, I suppose he's been an alcoholic um, and uh, goes and finds his sister uh, in Ireland and kind of the the whole thing is about some very, very unpleasant things that happened to him in a uh, a care home, you'd say, Mm -hmm. uh, growing up. Um, And he meets... Uh, that's, you know, someone that was responsible for some of the things that happened right. in there, and he also ends up working with somebody that was also in that care home, and and it's just how it all unspirals, and it's every performance is just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I thought the 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 sister and the sister of mm. the sister's husband, name Alga or something, Alga, yeah, she's brilliant, was just <clears throat> absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, I thought again, I was talking to someone about it the other day, and it was beautiful that. 
when he goes and finds his sister that she was excited to see him. Mm. In those situations, it's kind of normally this weird, mm. ugly thing. But yeah, he was amazing. And it's, it's something he's talked about as well, but I knew at the time when they were doing it, particularly it was a, a tough one. And I don't know if this is why it was delayed at all, but Stevie has only b- been sober like a, few, a number of years now. Mm. He'd just gone sober when we were doing Taboo and it's been, alcohol has been a big problem in his life. So doing a project like this, I mean, what more weight can you bring? Like he had so much, mm. but again, I think stuff like that, I, weirdly, I, I do a podcast, I've recorded a lot of next year's podcasts already because of other stuff I'm working on. But I chat with R- Rosie Marcel, who's in Holby City, who's had this huge storyline about mental health. And it's, uh, hopefully going to be up for BAFTAs and stuff like that, which is rare for something like Holby, but it was a really tough thing for... Uh, again, it's another thing that people overlook art because Rosie has had huge mental health issues and huge mm. breakdowns, so to play that role, it was a life wrecker for a month mm. or two as they were filming that. Because and Again, I would imagine it was ex- exactly the same for Stevie, knowing how much of a struggle it was for him to go back there in this character and in this role, that will have been hard on his family hard on him hard on the people on set and he's working with and all that kind of thing but yeah my, my yeah, god yeah, did it produce sure. some art that because was fucking sh- mind-blowing I don't, I don't know i don't know a great deal about acting but i, I would imagine to be a, a good actor you really need to inhabit that space and then yeah. if you've already been in that space that must be fucking hard for everyone because you've got yeah. to go and reopen that and then almost embody it to in order to perform it exactly and then you've got to walk off set yeah and and again things like alcoholism are really prevalent in things like acting because you're Mm. spending a lot of time on your own in hotel rooms with mini bars and Mm. and 24-7 room service and stuff like that. Mm. So if you've been inhabiting that and then you're going back to a hotel room on your own away from your family, that's Mm. going to be so Mm. fucking hard. And similarly, if you've had mental health issues yourself or a breakdown, to then walk off set and have to still have all that kind of brought back to the forefront, it's... It's amazing, man. Um, Tricky. If you found yourself in a hotel room on your own for the night, um, aside from the mini bio, would you entertain yourself? I'd grab a... Cock? D20. <laughs> <laughs> I'd grab a, a D20. I'd grab a small handful of Todger. <laughs> <laughs> I'd write 20 things that I'm going to do, mm-hmm. and then I'd roll a dice. Mm-hmm. And that's my night. Mm. It might be... Have a wank. It might be have two wanks. It might be have three wanks. It might be have four wanks. Continue to 20. Uh, <laughs> there we go. You've got to be figured out. There was another TV show that, um, while we're on the, the Stephen Graham, this is England type thing. Yeah. There was a three three different um, shows uh, under I the am. name of it. I Am. I Am. Nicole. I Am. Yeah. With... Mm-hmm. with um, McClure. Vicky McClure. Was it... Gemma Atterton, did yeah, she do one? Yeah, it was. And the girl who was in Humans. Yeah. Fucking great. Loved them. Really good. Really good shows. And I know that they were all developed with the writer and director and the individual actress. Yeah. So they'd kind of sit down and build these stories and mm. these characters. And they were really nice, um, just delves into specific family situations yeah. or lives. And, and McClure's thought, husband was a dude from This Is England as well, and I thought yeah. he was amazing in that as well. Yeah. Really good. Sound like you were cracking onto him there a little bit. A little bit. I saw it in your face. Mm. I When you, you guys were talking about virtues, it reminded me of... So I watched When They See Us this year. Have yeah, you seen that? Fucking amazing. So Mind-blowing. It was my... It was that. like... The, the, so have you seen When They See Us, Stu? What's that? It's basically it's about... Ava DeVere 
am I pronouncing her name right? Is the director, and mm-hmm. she is, it's the story of the uh, a load of young black kids essentially who were arrested, falsely arrested, false, completely oh, yeah, falsely yeah, arrested yeah, 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 yeah. for like a, a very very brutal raping. Yeah, yeah. Um, which a, a, an left amazing the woman left the woman physically, cognitively, dis, you know, yeah. um, affected from it, and uh, and it was really. Really, mate, like the the, act, the the especially the performances from the kids. Oh, what the just fuck does Rain Man keep writing things down every time we're talking? I don't, know. I don't, know, what's gonna don't know what's going on anyway. Sorry. Continue. So uh, yeah, so so the, the the child performance in performances in that yeah, were amazing. All of them. It, it brings it brings it back to when you talk about when you describe virtues and and a lot of my favourite films. I watch a lot of trash, as you guys well know. It'll be B, it'll be B movie heavy. It'll be stupid. It'll be trashy. It's because I really struggle with. Um, watching things that are uh, emotionally quite difficult. Like, mm. I know what you guys have said about um, some of Considine's mo- more recent films. I still haven't watched Tyrannosaur. I'm too yeah. scared of it. It's, it's not because I don't it's think heavy. it's not brilliant. It's that yeah. I'd watch one episode, me and Molly would watch one episode of When They See Us, and it would take us about three or four days, and we'd be like, we need to, it's brilliant, we need to watch it. But it's such a tough watch because mm. it's so no, well it's done, well acted. Well, yeah. that, 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 that's that extra spike to it. It was, <laughs> it was phenomenal, though. It's so good. Have you watched the Q&A with them? The, no, I haven't. Actors, it's on Netflix as well, isn't it? The actors it? Really? And, and those that were no yeah, the people who played them. Um, no. And it's, it's fucking heavy. Right. Right. I, don't, I, I just don't... Yeah, I'm almost like... I'm, I'm excited to watch it, but also filled with dread. Because it's such a heavy thing to heavy thing to deal with, man. Mm. But it was it was pretty decent, man. Yeah, when I they see it, it was amazing. Really good. It's one of the ones I've really got in my TV yeah, shows for this year. Well, do you want to jump in on a, a celebrity question? Yes, we've Come got we've got a very silly one or right. a very r- real one that can cause some questions. So which really like? I'm not going to say who the people. Well, we've are. had a reasonably sensible start, so let's go silly. Although I do need alcohol, and I don't know. There's a little dribble of that rum left, but I don't know if I want to go beer yet. Shall we finish that? Because all mm. oh, right, okay. Let's do that. Right. In that case, again, this is this is is relevant because before we get into this, this is from someone that you both know, Mr. Rob Parker. Hey. A previous guest on Hardcore oh, Listing. Rob, Rob, Rob would be in my top five um, people I wouldn't have back on Hardcore Listing. <laughs> <laughs> but again, before we get into that, I need to bring up and bring this to the forefront that he's gone s- sober this year because he's oh, realised that through rugby and all these other things, very much drinking culture, he's realised he had, he had a problem yeah. and he's been fucking amazing. I think he's 10 months clean now. I could have told um, him that. And it's it's yeah it's mind blowing. He's done yeah. It's very very cool. Um, so yeah, sh- sh- play play away play away. <laughs> By the not? way, P.S. I'm joking. I couldn't have told Rob that. I've only ever met him sober. He's a lovely human being. No, you met him at Lizards when he was dancing oh. in tights on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you could have told him he had no, a problem. No, I then. Couldn't, I couldn't because no. you only ever know someone's piss if you're less pissed than them. Yeah, yeah which never ha- never happens. At and again, the beautiful part is. If we were still doing lizards, Rob would be there sober in a pair of tights, dancing yeah, like a man. Because he's, he's just that dude. He never needed alcohol, is what he's realising now, which is amazing. But yeah, he's got 100%. a question, so it's a video, but I'll play it up to the up to the mic, and hopefully it will pick up. What the boys are we doing? Uh, I hear it's the uh, drum cast. It's called Cause It Back. I'm trying to scrunch for some food. Anyway, question is, um, would you rather... Um, so would you rather... Sit on a cock and eat a cake, or sit on a cake and eat a cock. Um, I'd also like to know which cake, either way, what you're going to do with it. Um, for the record, 
lads. <laughs> so there's oh, Rob. Rob. So that's really Rob that, that video that Rob just recorded, uh, when, we, when he posed the question, would you rather sit on a cock and eat a cake or eat a cake and sit on a cock? He was eating cake. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was so his yeah. and red velvet oh. cake. He's also wearing a Scroobius pit hat, which is yeah. nice of him. Hip. Yeah. Available um, at uh, Redshift Rebels. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what would you go for? Would you rather s- s- sit on a cock and eat a cake or sit on a cake and eat a cock? It sounds like a silly question, but it's a genuine yeah, tough one. No, no. Um, t- t- to be honest, I think, um, yeah, I'd, I'd sit on a Bakewell tart and suck a good cock. <laughs> you see, I think you've, Chris, really, I think you've fucked up there, Steve. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think um, oral sex is often more intimate. Than, than an actual sex. Yeah. Like, I'm just to clarify, I don't want to fall in love. <laughs> but you've got. I just want to get it over no, and just, done um, with. Just imagine this. Right? The problem. The problem is this, Drew. Is I'm put... in control. If he's cocks in my mouth, I can <laughs> control the pace and get it over and done with. Can you? If he's just... you've not done time, have you? <laughs> Someone's confident. <laughs> When I've got a cock in my mouth, I'm in control, boys. Let's have it right. Also also means you're not very good. I mean, my outlook is I don't want a cock. I don't particularly want a cock in my mouth or in my bum. Mm -hmm. But in one situation, at least I get a cake. Yeah. So this is that positive thinking I was talking about, about you. So I'm going for the cake. I'll sit on a cock, have a lovely cake. What cake I'd go for? I think I'd go for a lemon drizzle cake. Oh. I mean, <laughs> that also was one, one of the more erotic cakes. Le- lemon drizzle cake and a lemon, lemon drizzle, drizzle bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much. Jesus. Chris, what would you go for? Um, I'm taking a cock in the butt. Although... No, the question, um, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't even like cakes, give me a couple of cocks. <laughs> My only... <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take two yeah. cocks, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm eating healthy at the moment. Can I mix the two? <laughs> Fasting <laughs> doesn't count as breaking a fast. Liquids are allowed. As much as that would probably be very uncomfortable, I think I'd try to. I'd have to have it up the bum. I think really. Yeah. Yeah. J- J- John Harris. There's the. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, the quote, not the invitation. That wasn't to. That wasn't to slander John in any way. <laughs> That was just, there's the quote you can take for the video. So, now you're, thank you, Rob, for that question. Can I pose a few more? Yeah. So I heard these from a young person the other day. These are the conversations that uh, young, young uh, early 20-year-olds are having. Comes up to me, Chris, I've got a question for you. I was like, I don't know if I've got time for it's this, like a stranger? Yet. No, no, he's a mate. Uh, I've, got, I've got a question. I'm not sure if I've got time for this, Jack. Right, this is the situation you're in, okay? <laughs> you're in bed. You've got... no, that's why I said I haven't got time for this, Jack. <laughs> you've Can I just got... go back to sleep? <laughs> you've got an erection. Okay, normal. So far, normal. You've got... <laughs> is this the question he's posing, or is he just describing <laughs> the scenario? Is he texting this to you about 3am? <laughs> <laughs> you've got... One line at a time. <laughs> Loads of spelling mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. That's a joke for the twenty first century. I mean, it probably looked like this. All <laughs> oh, right, wow, it's a photo. <laughs> Guys, come on! I've got a serious question now. Right, the mood is going to change real quick. You've got an erection. You've got 
your dad behind you and your mum in front of you. Your dad has got an erection and he's one inch into your butthole. You've got an erection and it's only just resting on your mum's vag. Now, do you to get out of this situation? Right, how did do he you know go? This? Why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is like eagerly looking around the room for any cameras. <laughs> how does he know what's happening? <laughs> oh, keep this quiet. The question is, what do you do to get out of that? Do you go back on your dad <laughs> to get out, or do you go forward into your mum to unhook off your dad? What are you doing? Go. I wish we'd gone for Stephen Graham's question. <laughs> if I'm honest, the tone has changed massively. We're, we're, what do you go for? I mean, I mean, that's tough. It's a tough one, isn't it? Huh? Mm. Yeah. I mean, what, how, how what you, would you go what for? What did you Chris? text him I back? Mean, I mean, it'd be nice to see your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I've already my policy's already been. Proven on the last one. Well, I'm going to go back back up onto my dad. Yeah, because I, I don't think I'm going to put my mum through it. No, I'm not going to put my mum through it. And so, again, we've got to bear in mind, Stuart, it's your mum's birthday. Yeah, yeah, I'm back on to Chrissy's dad as well. <laughs> I thought you could know, yeah, it is. I'll go forward. <laughs> I mean, well, there we go. So, but we haven't had your answer yet, Pip. So, I mean, I guess I'll I'll go back as well. Let's all let's all back up onto your dad's, dad's cock. Your dad's already sort of like. He's been shamed already. Can you not talk about my dad like that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there we go. There's a question. And both my mum and dad listened to this. So that's that's been a fun one. Jenny, David, I am so sorry. Um, So what should we go for next? Um, Do we want to talk about some more films, some podcasts that we've enjoyed this year? Well... Can I? <laughs> yeah, we can do can that. Can we talk about quick. films? Yes. And can we talk, still talk about your dad for a moment? Yep, sure. Because, um, oh, yeah. what? So I want to talk about uh, the fact that I went to the cinema and I watched Scroobius Pip on the big screen. That's quite exciting. Yeah. It, it, no, do you know what? Like, before I get too drunk, it's fucking brilliant. It was really fucking amazing. Is this and Kill Ben Like? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. And it, was, and it was a really good film and it was just fucking brilliant to go yeah. to the cinema and see your pal. And so, yeah, we went along. <laughs> The story However, of this is great. So as we walked into the cinema in, in Thurrock, so it's like we're going to go and watch Pip, you know, theoretically in his hometown. Mm-hmm. And as I walk in, I see Pip's dad and Pip's brother sitting there. And I can see a few other people in the, in the cinema that I recognise. Mm-hmm. And on the screen, he's like quite a fast-paced sort of YouTube-style clip. Mm-hmm. So we got there what we thought was on time. So I just thought... Oh, okay. Like uh, trailers, yeah. trailers, and adverts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've just kind of walked straight up to Pip's dad and brother and gone like, oh, "What are you doing?" And uh, and they're like, "Yeah, all good. Yeah, you are." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "This is mad, isn't it?" Like, and they're like, "Yep." And like, <laughs> didn't want to engage. Didn't really kind of want to engage. And I think, well, they're two very friendly people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then literally, Carol just went, "Sit down, for God's sake." And I didn't realise it was the film. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in while the film's on, oh, stands man. at the front, starts chatting, stood out to my dad and brother. <laughs> just a bit of small oh, talk, really see cool. what's going on, what they've been up to. Uh, just Chewing trying to watch my son in a film, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if we catch up later? <laughs> 
chewing the fat. I mean, only made better by the fact that Tom Coles literally walked in about 45 minutes later. 45 minutes later? Genuinely, Tom texts me going, I got there about half hour, 40 minutes late. I was like, Tom, it's a 77 minute film. (laughs) (laughs) He said it didn't make that much sense. It seemed good though. I was like, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. You missed half of it, but... Yeah, that was lovely. Again, it was lovely to, to know people had gone along and things like that. It was, yeah, it was good fun. I have not. I've spent a fortune on that movie. Yeah, you have. <laughs> so I, so basically, originally I booked it for three people uh, to go and watch it, and then um, there was a bit of a fuck up. My mate wanted uh, his missus to come as well, so then I booked it for four people. Then realised I couldn't go. I think I've paid for seven tickets to go and see Kill Ben Like, and I haven't watched it once. And I sent him a message to go, Hi, things went wrong in life. Didn't plan this very well. I think I've paid for seven tickets. And actually, I don't really care because, you know, that comes back onto this whole service of pay and play and and Patreon. To be honest with you, I wasn't going to pursue it anything beyond that. Because, yeah. uh, you know, you're in a film and I think, you know, if yeah. you're going to su- support anything, it should be your mate. And shout out, I told you this, I had a lovely time on that, on that because on the day it was launched, there were two screenings that me, the director and the lead guy, Eugene, were doing oh, yeah. Q&As after the, the screenings. We were doing t- two screenings in London and we got to the first one at Swiss Cottage, the three of us get there and we go up to the manager, the film's on and all that, and we go up to the manager and... The director goes up and he's like, oh, we're here for the Q&A. And then the director comes back and goes, right, not great news. There's only two people in there. (laughs) Now you can either back up onto one of them. (laughs) (laughs) It was a boy and a girl. It was a boy and a girl. But um, Funny you knew that then. They then came out and one of them was Aaron. And I was like, that was so lovely that he, he went along and gave it a look. I'm trying to find... I tell you what, there's no one... You watch a lot of films... Aaron might beat you on movie watching each year. I tell There's you what, a chance. Empire Cinemas, Empire Cinema might go under because of how many movies Aaron watches on his black card. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kid yeah. is there like every other day. I love it, but yeah. So what? Obviously, that was a bit awkward. But what we then did was we took those two along to the next screening Q and A, where there was thirty or forty people. And we all had a lovely time and a lovely evening. But yeah, it was quite amusing to get there and go. There's only two people. Go, oh fucking hell! Then go. I fucking know one of them. He's come on the train up from me. I got the train home with him. <laughs> he found a beer on the train, he found, didn't he? He found a cider on yeah, the train. Yeah. Both you and Aaron sent me a message saying, oh, I found a drink on the train. I was like, that's not information I care about at Ooh. all. Or, or for Aaron, it was I found a drink. And I was like, for fuck's sake, Chris, Aaron found a cider on the train and started drinking it. <laughs> Very different tone. <laughs> Still loving. But yeah, it was genuinely lovely that it, it was like it, 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 it popped along. And then, yeah, it was good fun to do. It was a good laugh. Right, where are we going? Where are we going? Um, well, where next? Would you like to do more films? Would you like more fan questions? Fan questions. Do you want to slip in a fan question? Yeah, let's have a look at what's good. Oh, this is just a quick one while I'm still looking. From Dave Davis, 936. What single season box set would you commission a second series oh, that for? That's such a great question. Good question. Right? Or, Garth or, or, Marenghi's or, Dark Place. Good yeah. night. Thank you. That's, that's good. Or, or any series that's been short, even, I'd say, that, that, that felt like yeah, it was could fucking have gone for six episodes. Yeah, yeah. Stu, have you got any? Um, I really liked Simon Amstel thing called Grandma's House. Yep. Yeah. And that did two series. Didn't it? I think, it? but yeah, but oh, still, right. it'd be good to yeah. <laughs> shut up, sure. <laughs> um, I can't think. I'm, um, Meringue is um, a good shout, Christopher. Yeah, Meringue is a good shout. You've done well there. 
Yeah, Dark Place is a really good shout. Um, oh, no, actually, I'd go for The Bastard Executioner. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't you in that? Because I was in it, <laughs> and we got cut after the first series, and I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. So. It was a second series, you <laughs> shit. I can't believe I can't believe you ruined it that bad. Yeah, I really was. Was that Chewing in that one? Yep, I killed him. Oh, I stabbed him in a fight. On in in the show, not just yes. offset. <laughs> I've heard um, it's difficult to work with. <laughs> what what do you so Xanderix, I think Xander CS maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you think of YouTuber reality stars boxing at Staples Center, such as KSI oh, Logan? What an Hall? interesting question. Because I think it is an interesting question. Because I don't, I'm not what as black great and white on it. As, question. Fuck it. Blah, blah, do, do you know what? Like, let, let's talk about being black and white on a on a subject. What? Why are we black and white on subjects these days? Because yeah. it, things are so much more complicated than that. And we could easily get into that on politics and a, a variety of other subjects. But my biggest issue is that we want to keep on planting our flag on one side of an argument mm-hmm. and never conceding that there's any kind of reasonable, rational point for the other side. Yep, and and there's no way that other people can't come up with something and have a point. So firstly, it's a grey area, Mm -hmm. uh, like most things are. And on that, I I don't know. Like For me, I think it's kind of amazing that so many people can have an interest. Do you know what it's like? It's like the ultimate playground fight. Mm. It's like the ultimate like uh, popularity hard man contest just fought out on an absolutely multi-million pound national level. And my thought is, they're not taking it away from anyone else. It's its own event, it's its own thing. They're not taking a position or place away from anyone else. And I think about that is something I bang on about all the time, ever since I had Rutger Bregman on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mark Irvine mm-hmm. raves about his book after, after mm-hmm. me banging on about it so much. But one of the things that he highlighted and we discussed was the fact that we've built a society where... If you're not miserable in your job, then we turn our nose up at it. And it's that's YouTubers, that's Twitchers. So, so many yeah. people go, they're making money out of playing computer games. And I've done that for the first time I yeah. heard about it. What you should be going is going, fucking hell, that's awesome. That's they're awesome. making money out of playing they're computer winning. games. That's amazing. You shouldn't be going, not a real job, blah, blah. You should be up at six o'clock doing this, doing that. It's like, no, there's loads of different kinds of jobs. And it's, it's equal. Yeah, yeah it's, because before there were jobs, you just walked around eating shit off the floor. Yeah, like there's no such like when when people I mean, went I didn't even to find a beer on the train, but I, I, I did um, <laughs> eat a monster munch off the floor. <laughs> you didn't I? genuinely yeah. did. It was a it was a, a, a scampion lemon knickknack, but nice. indeed, he, yeah, no, it's completely true. Like before yeah. we had anything, you, there wasn't a job. No, we, and we, and we, we created well, jobs well, and money, well, and the well, the idea of that. One of the things that we were talking about earlier as, as well, Chris, when you were around mine, is that I'm trying to force myself this is going to sound stupid but i try and force myself to play fifa quite regularly at the moment because what i do is i i pop on a podcast and i play fifa and in that time i can't be looking at my emails i can't be looking at our pod bible group message and it's the only time i can it's something i found that i feel i can genuinely switch off that in the cinema I, as you know all day, i go to the cinema an awful lot because again it's one of those things that i can genuinely sw- switch off and when you've got a lot of projects and a lot of work it's really hard to do that and mm-hmm. It is ever since the, the, that Rutger Bregman chat, then chatting to my brother about stuff and chatting to Mark about stuff. It's that we really turn our nose up at leisure. And there was a point when, I mean, you'll remember it's true because you're older, but there was a point that leisure was, was, was more of a focus in society. They were pushing for a, th- a three-day weekend, remember a four-day week and stuff like that. And now we're pushing more and more for more hours, no time off, w- work harder. And all that. it's like, no, there should be a balance. Like We shouldn't be scared of robots taking our jobs. 
We should be building a society where we can all work less because robots are covering stuff and we can still earn the same and have the same income because the, the, the wealth can be spread evenly there and, yeah. It's, it's yeah, a tough... I think it's leisure's a, really important and I'm terrible at It's a tough society that, to sometimes. navigate. But I, I, I'm not sure because I've, I, I've articulated that to you previously, but I think that it's about how you define leisure and I think what you've nailed, mate, is the fact that you have monetized what you enjoy mm-hmm. and most people don't not to, the, again, extent, it's, not, it's, not to it's, the extent that you have it's nailed and, and I'm not failed. talking about and I'm not talking about monetized in like a, you're some kind of rampant capitalist um, raping everyone of money so that hey, you, you can be you can be um, better off for a quid <laughs> I'm worth between £100 and a million pounds, so <laughs> yeah, you want to watch out. I think that was uh, C. Glasson's guesswork uh, economist. Uh, oh, no, but again, it's, 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 it's a failure as well on those things because as soon as you make anything that you love work, every, work is still work and it's still exhausting and it's like you can, it can stop you having that thing that you enjoy. Like, yeah, that, that's why. That's, that's why that you enjoy. If it becomes work, it's like. So, what do you do to enjoy? And I was like, oh, I enjoy my job, but it is still. You're doing it every day. It's this. Yeah. And that. Also, it's, that's why you're planning what pizza you're having in six weeks. Yeah, sh- sh- shit like that. Excited mm. about that. It's shit. A, it's a it's a difficult uh, road to navigate. Pizza Hut tried to get me to to record um, a podcast in their Pizza Hut in exchange for a pizza. Because I tweeted... Just one pizza? Yeah. Oh, man, let's go do that. Genuinely, I I tweeted about the the mac and cheese pizza they did. They did a mac and cheese pizza that was only available as stuffed crust. So just mac and cheese on top of a pizza. It sounds gross, but it was genuinely amazing. And you, me and Mark, Chris, will often... If a new thing's out, Mark will be like, oh, let's try try the hot dog stuffed crust pizza. And then we'll never eat it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mac and cheese one I thought was going to be that. I was like, I've got to try it once. Genuinely loved it. And I tweeted Mm. about it saying, please bring it back. And they... DM'd me saying, how about we make you one in one of our restaurants and you record one of the podcasts there? And I said, have you heard of a company called Acast? (laughs) Because they deal with all my sponsorships and I can't divide, I can't give them a slice of pizza for their share of this this wonderful... And it was, again, it was nice, but I was like, there's nothing I can do there. That'll purely be product placement and I won't... I'll be listen, paid by listen, a pizza listen, 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 if, listen, if Marvel and Fox funny. can make uh, some of the Spider-Man movies, we can make Acast and Pizza Hut uh, have a round Get table about a, a, about a pizza. That's and all make I'm it saying, work. all right? We can make it work. Anyway, on, yeah, that, that was it. Like, what's your views on KSI and Logan Paul? Because I know you're a big boxing fan, so I yeah. know... Uh, I think it would have annoyed uh, you in places, but... No, not really. It was like, I, I don't know who they are. Because uh, I'm, as you know, you know I'm old. You're very um, old, but but yeah, I, 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 literally, I just remember my kids saying, Are "You watching the boxing tonight?" And there is boxing on my television a lot, mm. and my kids do not really pay that much attention to it. And I was like, "What?" And then all of a sudden, I was just seeing these like wanes for these like that was like everywhere, like mm. on, on social media. I was thinking, Huge. I don't know who these boxers are. Like, who are they? And then I found out they were like two YouTube presenters, and it was like, "All right, okay." And so to, to talk about the recent fight, the fact that there's exciting professional, established professional boxers on the undercard that possibly are getting paid more than they might normally get paid because of the exposure that this fight's got, that's a good thing. I felt the if, same like with CM Punk in the UFC it's not like he headlined he was low down on the card Mm -hmm. and he bought more eyes therefore everyone else is getting paid more and you can argue he's taking someone's position there Mm. because the KSI and Logan Paul that event 
wasn't planned until yeah. they were doing it. It was yeah. built around them. With CM Punk, you could probably say, well, that slot on the main card should have been going to someone else. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there's events every weekend, man. Like, yeah. There's room to slot one in that's going to get a lot more eyes on it that yeah. someone's shit who can't do it but has got a big name. Um, and, and everything else aside, like... They obviously dedicated a lot of time to it, trained hard. They actually and, trained. And, and become, yeah. you know, professional That's not, that's not like a... F- that's, yeah, exactly, man. Now, now, again, to be clear, I think Logan Paul's a fucking cunt yeah. because I of mean, that shit, shit video he did filming the body of someone who's committed suicide in the woods and literally YouTubed with a... Was that a Japanese... Japanese he went, he went out to Japan. There's, there's these woods in Japan that it's, it's known for that's where people go to kill themselves. It's this... Uh, yeah. Gus Van's... Sam made a film about yeah, it that yeah, yeah. apparently got panned. I never saw it, but it's a fascinating idea and place. He went and did his video there, and then he saw a body hanging and streamed about it or with it in the background. And it's like that's, gross, that's a real person and that's a human. So again, to be clear, I think Which he's is a cunt, also but a strange, I have no issue that, with that a, fight. That fight, fight is yeah, yeah, exactly. That's another weird. Uh, I'll find him drunk of, only. of someone who's built their <laughs> life on. Um, Starting to record everything. At what point do you stop recording? Yeah, because it's it's fine for us to say that's that's fine and disgusting. Because I kind of agree. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. For someone who's put his life on tape, yeah. At what point does he stop? Yeah. And I guess that's the danger of of these channels where we sort of like um, where people are idolising the most absolutely pedestrian things that people do most of the time. Of course, he was going to record that. And how much is that? a human being's fault when they're put in that situation where they've got that much fan, that much celebrity. I don't know if you'd be any different. And that's the crazy kind of thing about mm. that. In terms of the boxing. Yeah. I think it's weird. I think it's weird that they're not professionals fighting. Well, they are. They got a professional license and they thought it was professionals. Mm. Yeah. In this one, the first one was amateur, wasn't it? Yeah, and the rematch yeah. was yeah. licensed. So, so Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If if people want that, then it's happening, isn't it? And that's exactly it. Clearly always, they do. It's always been my argument against people saying, oh, footballers are overpaid. It's like, no, they get yeah, the value sim- that's in football. There's sim- that much money in football through v- viewers, so they deserve yeah, it. It's, Again, simple, it's simple capitalism. I, and I, I don't I, think there's always... Uh, like, I would, you know, yeah, I would I agree that nurses fun. deserve more and so on and so yeah, forth, yeah, but yeah. the money that goes to the footballers comes from the general public, mm-hmm. comes from them buying their sports packages, mm-hmm. turning up at the games buying the kit so they do deserve it because they literally have earned it no club is giving them that money at a charity it's because the demand's there and I think that's the that's what I find the most interesting thing about socialism and capitalism is that it's difficult to find I, 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 I thought this for years and I still haven't found the answer for it but the reason why you don't have a pop idol that is about socialist functions is it's boring to fucking watch mm. But that so so like football and anything like that, it's the individual's performance that makes people money. If you can find a way of making so, uh, socialist values earn money uh, and, and bring it into the community, you will solve so many things because the revolution would be televised. Then you'd yeah. make a lot of money out of it. Uh, the people I think who's come closest to that is um, it's a knockout. Where it was communities, it'd be communities uh, competing for things in stupid outfits. Yeah. I think if you did a TV show that was had community goals and earnings, as opposed to individual goals and earnings, I think I think you'd, you'd find a massive solution to what, part, some of our it? biggest problems, which is that we. Go on, she. You leant forward there. No, go on. No, that's he was, it. He was going to say something horrible, and then he. <clears> he I, I really sure. do think that. I think that the, the, the only way. <clears throat> 
capitalism and socialism have got both serve a purpose. But on TV, if you can make socialism something that everyone wants and you can increase altruism, I think we'd do, we'd do all right. I'm kind of pissed. This isn't what people tuned in for. <laughs> kind of drunk. I'm sorry. If you, I ask you now, right. had to fight a, a, a celebrity in a oh, boxing match, yes. who would you fight? I walked past um, Kate, what's her name the other day? Middleton. No, the prick. The racist prick who just makes oh, money. I can't even remember her name. Katie. Kate Shitface. That, yeah. That yeah. Cunt. Her. And it was weird because I was like, I felt I should have done something. But you, it, the thing that was depressing What's was... What's her name? Hopkins. Yeah. Katie Hopkins. Hopkins. The, the depressing thing was she just seemed so normal. Do you know what I mean? It's that we build up these monsters and she was just a normal person yeah, but no, walking no, on no, the street. But it's so weird to call anyone a monster. I got in a massive argument in a in a uh, house party for saying we should be careful who we call monsters because it's so quick to uh, make her a monster yep. because you detach yourself from any uh, any of her actions. She the, the danger it. is... <laughs> she, she calls it. Yeah, no, she listen, calls listen, it. Listen, yeah. she does. But then, again, all of that are different paths that you could have as a human <laughs> being acted eventually take them but again it, I mean it comes on to the YouTube thing again is there's a lot of money in being a monster these days so she was never as as nasty as she is until no. there became loads but of then money that's what I'm let's saying look at, a, let's look at last night's UFC a, and Colby a, Covington yeah. you know didn't really say a lot no was quite a yeah, nondescript uh, fighter uh, as soon the as minute, he started maggering it out and the minute yeah. he opened his mouth bang but that's not just that person. That's everything that, that that's being a human being and realizing there's a reward for doing it. The reward but, is money. But that's what I think. It's when there's there's a genuine s- s- social negative impact. And mm. one, I've got a good question t- t- to come up next. We won't get into it loads, but it's one uh, you and I have discussed mm. br- br- briefly. Um, Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm very against him is mm-hmm. I don't think he's ignorant. I think a lot of the genuinely dangerous and damaging stuff he says, he knows exactly what he's doing. So when he reframes um, the, the, the case he got famous for as being... They're, yeah, they're taking away our rights or they're going to arrest us for getting the wrong name for, for, mm-hmm. uh, for misnaming, uh, misgendering um, yeah. a person. And he reframed that as in you're going to make a mistake and they're going to run in and arrest you. And it's not. that He knows that that law was about repeated abuse of things, putting it on a level with the N-word or whatever else. So if you're mm-hmm. a landlord and your tenant has said, I'm a she, refer to me as she, uh-huh. then if you repeatedly come back mm-hmm. and call her him, then that is abuse. And that that's where the law yeah. was brought in. It's for abuse. It's not for people making innocent mistakes. Do you know what? There's such an endlessly interesting thing there because it's like uh, being a massive nerd and like in pl- games board mm-hmm. games there's rules as written rules as intended mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that comes into play there and mm-hmm. as rules as written it's quite dangerous but only in a very small thing that two years later never's panned out so mm. two years down the line bearing in mind he's a, he's a psychologist yep. not a, a law expert mm-hmm. it never it so far hasn't transpired that that's been a problem. But rules as written, as opposed to rules as intended, there could be somewhat problematic consequences with about three lines within C16. Completely. But again, the thing that always annoys me on this shit is the rules as written are going to help a lot of people. 
there's a small chance mm. with three lines that they're going to cause some damage. Mm-hmm. That doesn't outweigh... If that happens, then we mm-hmm. address that at the mm-hmm. time and we readjust those mm-hmm. lines. We don't mm-hmm. say, fuck all these people who are being mm-hmm. genuinely abused and having... Mm-hmm. The suicide rates are huge and just all sorts of stuff in that community. Mm. F- fuck them, because there's three lines that could possibly mean that one day, in theory, someone is going to be unjustly... Don't, like You, you very address true. that at the time. But also... Most of the rules of C16 are written in general rules, rules mm-hmm. that would protect people. Mm. So that's also the weird thing is that anything that you can infer from C16 is already generally set up in most of the laws there. But again, the reason it came up is because those l- laws were su- subjective and were therefore f- falling through on judges because, again, they could say, no, you know, it's a confusing area. It's a confusion, you know what I mean, of, yeah. or, on, on gendering, on, on saying, mm. you know, he's probably made a mistake. It's like, mm. again, I just, yeah, I just think with Jordan Peterson, it's no coincidence that all of the things he takes intelligent and articulate issue with are the things that all the strict Catholics are against. It's that always is such gender a fascinating and conversation. sexuality and all these things. Well, it, yeah. there's, there's loads of areas he could make the same arguments, but he doesn't. I don't know. And, if he, and, right, and again, so, I think that's so, the thing so that gets me. I think me. that's a really fascinating conversation because um, we were talking about this about intellectual honesty and 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 does he or does he not? And it depends how much you watch of him. So, mm. so like my ex, my because I tuned in exciting. Like the first couple of times I tuned in excited because yeah. I'd heard people saying it's interesting at the very yeah. least. And literally halfway through, he said some stuff that I'm like, that doesn't stand up to any scrutiny. And again, it's the it's the issue people have with Rogan is that he'll let mm. a lot of stuff just fly by without scrutinising it in any way. Yeah. And again, I don't particularly agree with that. I know as a host, there's times that you don't know everything that's going to come up. And again, particularly as how someone... Can, how can you react to and that? And particularly as someone who's been on Rogan, I also yeah. know he's stoned as fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's likely stuff's going to... Mm. Without any connivingness or mm. him thinking I should address that but I'm not going to it's just going to flow through so again I'm yeah, yeah but I'm, also he's not always stone as fuck I mean like it's difficult as, as someone you have so many people on how how many times can you pick someone up on a <laughs> excuse me subject that you want to talk about or challenge yeah I agree but I it's agree. the same it's the same thing with uh, Peterson like I, I, I look at intent and and when I look at that so when I for my journey of Peterson was I really started watching you. Genuinely, I thought you'd said, I look at pizza. And, it's, <laughs> and, and I thought it was going to... I thought you'd I, sat I up. I did sit up. I was like, well, this is interesting. Where's he going with this? I weirdly... So, so my whole my whole relationship with YouTube was um, I got into Russell Brand with The Trues. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to that and listening to very uh, liberal, progressive channels. And there were certain things that I started challenging. And every now and then, things would pop up. And I started watching this weird, grey-faced dude in braces, which was Jordan Peterson, being challenged by students as it was happening. Yeah. Like, And I didn't like him at all. And I, I started watching that and how C16 transpired and now what he's gone on to do. And there are aspects of Peterson that I... I dis- not disappoint me. This I disagree with, um, but there's also principles that I do agree with, and I think it's like 
He's not. A, he's not. I don't think he's a vi- uh, in it, by any measure a villain. I think he believes what he believes, and I think there's a lot of founding. You said that there's a lot of times where I don't know what you just said there, where he again, where oh, he's, that's he's, the thing. He's unfounded. I mean, this guy has sat in front of hundreds of people so many times and had so many people challenge him, and he's come out like I don't like to think of winning and losing in a conversation but he he came out sound with his with his his thoughts not all of which I agree with and the also thing- many hold on many I do think like when you read uh, 12 rules for life not uh, not all of it but there are a lot of religious sort of learnings in there but there's a lot of good that he's taught human beings as well. There's a yeah, lot of lives he's saved through Again, I, which is, yeah, I, the, the reason I think he is a villain is that I, I do think there's choice and selection on the things he's leaving out, the things he's not addressing. And also, a thing I've noticed with him... Do you him, think he's a villain? Yeah, I do. I genuinely think... Or, 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 or a villain in that I think his ignorance isn't... I don't think he's ignorant. I think his ignorance is a choice. Or, or when he has something that he's not addressing the full thing or making straw man type, type arguments on. But the thing, as I said, the thing that annoys me as well with his stuff is he will say a lot of stuff that he'll put stuff in there. And again, I've watched more his conversations rather than mm-hmm. his presentations that are more mm-hmm. slick and polished. Mm-hmm. He'll put stuff in, and a, a, a Rogan one's a prime example. He'll put stuff in that you could easily, if challenged, he would be able to say, no, I wasn't serious mm. on that. I was joking. I was being vague. I was like, I was saying, mm. well, you know, well, soon they'll lock us all up. He could, you know, do you know what I mean? That's not an example. He's not said that. But say that. If we said that, well, soon they'll lock us all up and move on. He'll say, in, he'll, he'll say the more outrageous stuff in a way that if challenged, he can say, well, no, that wasn't serious. But if unchallenged, there is an audience who are going to go, well, soon they're going to lock us all up. Mm. Well, he's really clever. Have you heard all the other stuff? So, and, yeah. I, I think say, it's dangerous. Yeah. But anyway, I think we should move on from this because yeah, I don't think it's Who would you fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you fight? I'll who, go for Jordan Peterson then. There we go. Who, who would I fight? Yeah. What, on TV? Celebrity. Yeah. Like we were saying, the KSI, no, you had man, to pick someone. I would pick something like, because I wouldn't really fight anyone. So I'd, um, I'd probably be the Colby Covington Hill in it. I'd probably pick someone who absolutely everyone would hate me for fucking busting up. Mm. I'd, probably, so, yeah. I'd probably pick, actually, uh, Brett. Goldstein. Yeah. Man, I'd wax his chest something crazy, man. Is that slang? Is that prison slang? <laughs> um, Giles J. Chapman has asked, what made you laugh the most this year? I think that's a good question. Because I've man. got two, and one of them is when I made myself laugh the most this year. <laughs> hey, I and like that. Them, I can respect it's, that. It's Christoph, but, and, it, and it happened on the train. And one of them is... A Brian Callan video that I sent to our group oh, message, and I watch so it. So good. I watch it probably a, a once a month. I'm not going to play it, but I'm going to bring it up. If you look at Brian Callan on 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 Instagram, it's so good. It's it's Chris D'Elia and a few other comedians are kind of filming him and mocking him at a distance as he's coming out of the comedy club. He gets in his car and drives over. So you know it's not planned. You know it's just off the cuff, and it just fucking slayed me. Um, so it was posted on the 9th of October. If anyone wants to go back, it's a, v- a video. It's him getting into a car. It's easy to see, but I think playing it, you're not going to get it without the video. So I yeah. won't play it. But it fucking kills me. Like I, I watched it again last night, and I was just like, "Yeah, it slays me." But the other one, I was just, I was, I was really pleased with a joke I made when I was with Stu, and we'd had a really long day of pod bible meetings. We're on the train home, and as we're going, uh, suddenly. 
all the lights on the train went out and really quick I just went happy birthday <laughs> to <laughs> you no very one in the whole train good. reacted but I was very like good. that came out of nowhere yeah, and that cracked yeah, really only good. me out or me no, and Stu no man 100% you should, you should pat yourself on I was the really, back I was really pleased with that I can't remember a time that um, I can remember one and, and it is uh, what makes me laugh a lot more than anything is my, what my girlfriend says to me uh, normally about midnight or 1am when, when we're having sex and uh, I'll be struggling to get to sleep because I've got to get up early and that's when Molly really ramps up crazy she puts it up to spinal tap 11 and she'll <laughs> say things that there's no way that she, I don't know she'll look so up at I me so I woke up in the morning <laughs> <laughs> she'll look up at me really genuinely um, with doe eyes and go your armpits really smell like Nesquik. <laughs> and I'll get them almost every... And the thing is, you'd think she's actually planning that nonsense, but she's not. So for me, that's what makes me laugh the most. But my favourite person to watch laugh without watch laugh without a fucking shadow of a doubt is, is used to. When you lose your shit, mate, it is like... It is, it is worth it. It is like... It's better than sex watching you laugh, honestly, mate. When, when we... On our Patreon... We occasionally do these things called a problem shared, <clears throat> which is Christopher and I uh, as uh, agony aunts, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Feelgood and Nana Whiffin, uh, <laughs> and we read out vintage uh, stories from Dear Deirdre yeah. and answer them. And just those moments where you've got something really offensive to say and you try and say it in a serious voice. <laughs> And you know you're, what you're going to say is going to make yourself laugh, let alone Chris. <laughs> They're some of my favourite yeah. Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. What was it when you was at? It was an Anna Whiffin one, wasn't it? Mm. You, you were like, we, we did that as a uh, one of our um, adverts yeah. was just you laughing for sixty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and because you you do this low chuckle, and then you'll break and you'll start crying. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, that's gold, man. i tell you one of the things that made me laugh the most this year, and I might try and bring it up, is the recording of the Hardcore Listing Live when uh, really good with the, the, oh. house, the, the birthday girl's house party. And then at one point, just into the mic, while everyone's just finished laughing, Chris just goes, podcast. <laughs> it's, and I've re-listened to it so many I've times. Tried. I've tried to figure it out. We've got a network group, haven't we, with like yeah. Jason, Susie, yeah. Brett, and, and everyone's on it. And it's so weird because you mentioned it and I was like, what's he talking about? Yeah. And then some, I think John put it on there and, and all of a sudden it's so weird because it's out of time from anything that's going on. And you're an engaging <laughs> guy and, you know, and, and we're all just going blah, 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 blah. In the background you just say, <laughs> podcast. And it's like, what? What? I can't, rem- I can't remember you saying it either. No, no, like, and the weird thing is I've tried to backtrack. Like, mm. A lot of the weird shit I say on the drunk mm. cast, I can go, I understand what yeah. I was trying to say although alcohol was really getting in the way of yeah. explaining that and articulating it. Oh, sorry. Go sorry. on, go on, no, go on. No, 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 I thought it? I found it. I but but that, I'm still lost on. I, I worry that maybe I was saying something too wacky and then the, the guy who was doing the audio at King's Place, by the way, which was fucking epic, mm. wasn't it? Just, just about stopped me saying something too insane. I also laughed a hell of a lot when we sat down and calculated how many wanks you've had in your life. <laughs> And then someone at the book club came up to me and went, you've never had 24,000 wings, were you? 
someone came to our club night. To <laughs> just clarify, to call you out on it. Just to clarify. Actually, to be fair, it was Kevin Thompson. Mm. But he said it was his friends. So Kevin Thompson is a, a good friend, also mm-hmm. a Patreon. Mm-hmm. He said his mates were really annoyed. What, not having it? They weren't having it, mate. And then I went back and did the numbers. Turns out I've had 48,000 wanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a decent number still, isn't it? Yeah. Right, I, I think I found it. Got to listen carefully. It. So it's about... Awesome was that live show? Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would say she opened the beer within seven seconds of getting rid of the baby. The baby's upstairs. I'm worried the baby's going to come in at some point. Um, Well, it might might do. It was crying for about half an hour before we came here, so. (laughs) Good luck. It was like he was asleep and just woke up. Oh god, podcast! <laughs> I think I think I was looking at someone talking, and I think that's what they heard. Uh-huh. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. One of my favourite things. Um, well, we're at the hours, so let's get another question in. Not a cel- we'll start the next one with Stephen Graham's celebrity yes. question, just teasing people on. Um, your favourite podcast guests of the year. What on our own? On your own, yeah. I've made some notes of mine. If if you want some time to think, no. I wanna, so I, 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 the ones that I want to shout out, I want to do at the start of an episode. Okay, let's do that. All right. So, um, saying, well, that's one of the them. End is is Nick Hawks though? Excel PC, Records. PC and Leon McLeod, obviously, who you guys have had on as well. It's one of the best episodes I've had in the year. I'm really glad it's going to be. I think it's going to be in the top ten most listened. Why? Which is great, considering some of the... He was average on it, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> Liam McBoring. Yeah. Whenever he sends me a message, I don't read it. No. Have you ever read it? I don't, I've even well. recently. Even recently, with all the troubles. Yeah. It yeah. just pops up, Liam McLeod. I just think, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Liam McDelete. Richard E. Grant I had on, and he was just an absolute joy. One that is one of my favourites and hasn't... I don't think it's going to be in my top 16 most listened to of the year, which is insane because it should be my most listened to of all time. But Mary J. Blige. Mm. Wow. Fucking hell. Right. That's one that I was like, that's insane. How's that? Yeah. How's I mean, that that's happens? a fucking megastar. Yeah. Mary J. Blige. What the fuck is she talking to you for? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's weird. Ron Perlman, Norman Cook. Ron Perlman. Joe Gilgan. The Sarah Pascoe episode this year is one of my favourites. So I can chip in on talk about yours. Yeah. Obviously, Chris can't. Yep. Um... <laughs> But uh, I'll literally talk about Liam Hallett's one from last year. Uh, the Norman Cook one, yeah. Uh, drilling aside, um, yeah, like, there was some noise. Uh, nah, it was it was fucking brilliant. The Norman Cook one, um, but he'd not really done a podcast before. He didn't no. really know what a podcast was, but he was fucking amazing. Um, I just, we've just started talking about podcasts, and Chris has left the room. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, but yeah, but head and shoulders above any others um, of yours that I've listened to this year. 
it's it's definitely Joe Gilgan. It, it was amazing. Blew me away. Like what, what? An dude. Yeah. An honourable mention. To... Oh, your fucking t-shirts, amazing. <laughs> oh my god. That was a casual reveal, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, so good. Just for any description, I've got a Meth Syndicate t-shirt, which is a great uh, l- label. He only makes like t- t- twenty of each one, and it's it's got the album writing of the band Creed, um, but the picture instead of their album is Creed. F- from the American office playing his guitar. I'm so glad we're near the end of this episode because my wife is obsessed with Creed, not the band, yeah, the character. Yeah. That's going to blow her mind. It's a good T-shirt, right? But, yeah, Gilgan, and as I said, a shout-out to his two episodes on the Two Shot podcast, which are mm. equally fucking amazing. But, yeah, absolute dude. And Lisa Rowe, who does a lot of my photography, sent me a link to an interview with Gilgan on, on YouTube and a little while in. It's one of the nice... It's, again, I had a weird thing, as I mentioned, I think, to one of you guys after the interview I did with Louis Through that off mic he gave me a really nice compliment and I'm really awkward for that shit. I didn't know what to say. I was like, all right, thanks, bye. Um, but Gilgan on this other interview, about a few minutes in, he just saying, you know what, I was just talking to this about this to Scroobius Pip and I'll tell you what, what a... What, you know what a good guy is like. If you get him wrong, there's something wrong. Just, just like Gilgan saying nice things out of context. I was like, oh man, I love that guy. Anyway, so I just now. came back in from taking a slash. To me, talking about you're what sucking nice your own dick. Yeah, <laughs> what is going on? And we've just been complimenting my t-shirt. Do you want in on that? Creed. Oh, nice there office style. Yeah, um, anyway, so shall we r- r- wrap this episode yeah. up? That gonna was a cool, cool stutter, wasn't it? Gonna yeah. wrap, your wrap, 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 wrap this episode up and get on to the next one. Yes. All right, see you in a bit. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. I've paused for a couple of seconds, and now this is the outro for episode two of the Drunk Cast. Um, recorded on the night of the Drunk Cast because I've got home, and I need to record these because I've got a busy week, and I'm not going to get a time later in the week. So, hope you enjoyed episode two. Hope it wasn't too offensive. Episode three will be out on Monday. This episode came out on a Friday. Episode three will be out on Monday. I might change the dates of release, so if I've s- ignore any of that shit. All right. Episode three's coming. Chris gets disgraceful. Stu gets angry and older. And I get um, hairier. All right, bye. Hey, man, so- <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> <laughs>